Welcome to It's Karmic. I'm your host, Mika Bradford. This is a sacred space to connect with karma and past lives through astrology, energy work, and intuition. Hello, my loves, and welcome to the It's Karmic podcast with me, your host, Vika Bradford. Today, I have one of my most favorite people in the whole world, my first astrology mentor, Daphna Romanov, with me here. Welcome, Daphna. Hi, thank you. So happy to be back. So happy to have you have you here. If you guys haven't listened to the episode with Daphna, Oh my goodness, that was a while ago, like sometime last year, I think, or maybe even 2020. But we talk about Daphna's version of astrology, vision of astrology, shamanic astrology, the whole jam of her like magic. So go listen to that. But Daphna, like, I'm just so excited to have you back on the, the podcast with me. Thank you. And it feels so great. And like, we're in, we're in such different places and yet so much is the same and always yeah. will be. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. Well, to like, just, you know, keep meeting up and connecting and doing this. So thank you. I agree. And like for you guys listening, Daphna and I started working together a while ago. I think it was 2019 and it was like an instant past life connection. Like we've been doing this for a long time together. Instant familiarity. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, okay. You guys are in for a treat today because we are going into one of my very favorite topics. And I know it's one of Daphna's favorite topics too, which is the South node. So Daphna, do you want to start us off with the juicy goods? Yes. So um, the truth is that like I, I, the more I've practiced astrology and for myself with clients, just for fun, whatever, I like came to the realization that I really truly believe that the nodes are like the whole purpose. So it's exciting because as as I feel collectively, we're like becoming more reconnected to astrology. We're reclaiming it. It's becoming a lot more, you know, taken seriously and really um, respected and appreciated. And that means we're, we're able to go deeper with it. You know, we're going past just sun signs, past the big three. Um, it's exciting to, to think about how getting deeper into like the nodes um, for for, you know, just like in a general way is like, wow, like you can really understand so much more about where you're coming from, where you're going, what the purpose all is. And, um, something that came through for me, which I started to teach as well as, you know, everything in your chart is really there to kind of uplift and support the, the North node. Um, but the South node is, um, such an amazing awareness for us to have that helps us to understand really our subconscious expectations of reality, I think. Um, but also what are those really natural skills and gifts and just like, just the most easiest things that come to us without trying that we can leverage that actually because this, the nodes are always directly opposite to each other. Um, and, you know, we talk a lot about the axes of energy. Um, they're two sides of the same coin, right? So 
there's just this natural affinity between those energies and it does support the North Node, but it does require us to be intentional about it. And so I think mastering um, a appreciation and like um, a healthy relationship to your South Node, I think is like such a power move. And for me, I can't wait to get into it and hear about yours, but I, I just love it because it's, it's sometimes like funny. It's so funny how it shows up <laughs> and, and, you know, once you start to become aware of it, you can really see, um, you know, where you are kind of holding on to like a very comfortable part of yourself or aspects of yourself or way of being, way of seeing things. Um, but you're really here to move past from. So it's just, it's, it's very fun, I think, to learn about it and also very, very liberating and healing at the same time. Yeah. A hundred percent liberating and healing. Like that's like the perfect, uh, <laughs> perfect little box of words to put for when you start to work with your South node. And when you're saying like, you truly believe they are like the purpose, the destiny. It confirms every time I read a chart, every time I tap into anything. And then when I like, you guys know, listening, I'm obsessed with transits. So when I am tapping into the collective and the shifts we're having, and then, you know, those shifts in someone's chart, I truly believe they're, they're some of the most impactful points, no matter if it's a transit or if it's your personal natal nodes or your progress nodes, I don't care what it is. The nodes have such a power. Absolutely. There's nothing like it. Yeah. You're so right. I actually started to become very aware of that. Um, when I moved onto my North node line, which we'll talk about in our other episode, but, um, I started actually tracking transits to my nodes and I was like, Whoa. So yeah, thank you yeah. for bringing that up. Cause I think that's like another really powerful tool that, that I'm excited for people to, to take and really, you know, integrate into their practice. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing I appreciate that I learned from you first and like the beginning of my journey was you were very adamant about not hating the South Node. And there's a lot of astrology out there that is like anti-South Node. It's like, this is the worst placement ever. We must move away from it. It's terrible. It's your, it's your low, uh, low self. It's your ego. It's your, this, it's your, that there's a lot of negative focus. And you, when we started like studying together really deeply, even before I started studying with you and I was just, you know, learning business, um, branding my business with you and stuff. Like you were still like the South Node is a gift. It's mastery. And I, took that piece. And that was one of the things that made me know I needed to do karmic astrology and past life focus. Because I was like, when I looked at mine, I was like, oh, there's some low octaves here for sure. Like for sure. But the mastery of it, why would we ever get rid of a gift? Yeah. You just throw it away. Like the universe is like, here's a beautiful gift of mastery of many lives, but like, just throw it in the garbage. <laughs> You're so right. And thank you for bringing that up too, because, you know, it just touches on that really important, I guess, concept or whatever that like, 
we have to have such discernment when learning astrology because, you know, there's been certain things that have put, been put out there to intentionally uh, corrupt it and to, you know, um, not not allow it to like really be its true, true wholeness, you know. I'm speaking very vaguely, <laughs> but, you know, I've learned things that like, you know, there's been certain, um, I don't know how much truth there is to it, but like, it really resonated learning that like, um, the church, you know, had like sent out people to actually like teach it falsely just so that people were still able to learn it and still practice it, but like not in its full truth. I learned about that around like the Placidus house system. Um, and so I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if there was like some seed planted around that and then, you know, it's like that little thing, that little like off teaching that can like kind of take away from so much of it. Um, but I love that you brought that up because I think it's just that discernment and really always coming back to like your heart with it. Like, like, you know, I really don't believe there's anything bad in any of our charts. And that's because it's just energy, right? So there's, there's like different ways of expressing all these energies. Some may be healthier, some may be not as healthy, but it doesn't make it good or bad, you know? And yeah. I just think that that's always just such an, a really good <laughs> thing to just always come back to and remind ourselves because, you know, you may um, want to go, you know, Google or find a book and like, you know, if it doesn't sit right, if it doesn't like really resonate on that heart level of like your, um, just what you believe about like life and the universe then like leave it, you know, it doesn't mean it's true. And I, for sure, I can't wait to talk about just the gifts of our South nodes and how we've both, you know, been able to um, receive from them. Like you said, you know, it's given you direction on like the work you're here to do. And it makes your work easy because it's just so natural for you. Yeah. So yeah. And I love what you said there. Like if it doesn't resonate and something that just popped into my head here, th things that don't resonate with me that may resonate with some of the listeners is I do not vibe with malefics. I don't vibe with benefics. Um, I do believe, yes, there is a beautiful energy of Venus and Jupiter, but I do not believe that Saturn and Mars are, are bad planets or bad. Like, I don't believe Scorpio is a bad sign. I, I just, that's never vibed with me. And that's a traditional astrology view. I just don't think so. I think they have, um, you know, even malefic um, or like hard aspects. I don't call them hard aspects. I call them like challenging aspects in the sense that they invoke us to change. So I don't think, like you said, nothing's bad. It is an invitation of growth. And often the hard planets or hard aspects are the biggest growth planets, right? I love it. Yeah. And like, when you look at the context of the history of like where those ideas, like it just, it's just like anything else, you know, it, it's a reflection of where human humanity's consciousness was at. And I think we're here to evolve it, you know, and to, to, you know, update it and be like, okay. hundred <laughs> percent. You know? yeah. So I love it. I love that. Love it. Okay. Love this is here. so juicy. So, okay. We're prefacing this whole conversation with if anyone listening is in the mind of, the South Node is a bad thing. Let's leave that behind today. Open your mind, expand your mind to some new information that 
if it doesn't resonate, hey, leave it at the door. But I believe it it will because you're inviting yourself into the conversation today. So Daphna, tell us, I want to know first, like the, the learning around where you were living out of alignment with your South node. Yeah. <laughs> well, first, I guess I'll share my set, what my yes. is. Um, so it's Scorpio, my South node Scorpio in the fifth house. Um, which means, of course, you know, you'll always know it's the direct opposite of your north. So my north node's Taurus in the 11th. Um, and I, I, I can't pinpoint a specific time of when I really started to become very aware. Um, however, as uh, my life, you know, I think it was definitely later, you know, later on, like more, more like in my like, later 20s 30s probably like after having my kids like I I just started to do a lot of healing work on myself around um like attachment in relationships I I went through some really crazy (laughs) like relationships in my life I started to recognize um certain patterns that uh that were just like very obvious. Like, so I had this very distinct moment actually now that I think about it. And it was actually here in Sedona um, where I was like, oh my God, like I can very clearly see how um, I have always in every relationship I've been in, like kind of shown up in the exact same way, had the same fears, had all the same, almost like, it's like a script different person, different partner, but exact same outcome. And it's like, once you see it, it's so obvious. But before that, it's kind of like living beneath the veil. Like it's not obvious. And you really feel confused. You feel a lot of suffering. This can go for anything, you know, um, where, you know, you have certain patterns and wounds, but like for me, um, I think it was a lot to do with, um, you know, that attachment piece. Like Scorp- we, we know Scorpio and Taurus are very much about attachment and security and feeling safe. Um, and it's funny because I think a big part of it was like, I started to recognize something that I was very proud of in myself for a long time, which was like, I love investigations. Like I wanted to be a forensic science, what was it? Psychiatrist or something like in high school, like I literally almost applied to be like, to study at like the, um, it's called the school, the John Jay school of like forensics or whatever. It was like a total serious consideration for me. My grandma wanted to do that too. And we were very close. She was a Gemini as well. So like, I was like, so proud of my suspicious, <laughs> suspiciousness, which showed up in my relationships. I was always like hyper suspicious. I had such a hard time trusting. I was always like investigating. My boyfriends were like, are you psychic or psycho? You know, like, you know, that meme psychic or psycho or psycho or psychic. And I was always like, I would just pick up on things that like kind of, they were right a lot of the times, but it was like, almost like, it was like, I was, I was looking for trouble, you know? And, um, 
I, rem- I remember noticing how like when I was feeling down or when I was just not even feeling down, just my go-to to relax would be to watch like the most intense <laughs> like cult documentary, like documentaries about like cults and mysteries and see, like things that like are not relaxing, you know, <laughs> but that's like my happy place. And I was like, that's just so interesting. And yet I would go sometimes too far down the rabbit hole. And I was always like looking into like the conspiracies. And I like, I got to a point where I was like, I don't even know if this is healthy for me anymore, you know, and I'll always have an appreciation, but I can feel sometimes this pull to like activate that Scorpio and like, just go into like full fledged, like suspicious, like, um, conspiracy, like occult mode. And, um, again, I recognize that that was almost like kind of like a coping thing for me. And it just, it felt very safe and comfortable, but at the same time, it was creating a lot of just not positive things in my life too, for myself mostly. And that, you know, carry over into relationships. So I know that's a lot, (laughs) but But it's good. It's a great example. It's fascinating. Thank you. And it's, it's, it's very interesting when you do have like a, let's say Scorpio specifically, because, um, if anybody listening has that or an eighth house, um, or any connection with like Pluto and their South node, um, you'll read in, in the astrological literature or whatever that like, that, that, that is a, it's a toughie to come in with because you do come from a, um, a background of like, of that, of a lot of pain, of a lot of just of a difficult experience. And, and I registered that and I was like, okay, I am going through life expecting to be lied to, to be, um, you know, just all in that, you know, and that's just not what I'm here for now. Yeah. Um, I love this because I, w- I don't remember what I was reading recently, what book it was. I'm always reading like 500 books at once. It's a problem. Gemini, Mars <laughs> issues. I know, you know, um, but I was reading something that was talking about Virgo, Libra, and Scorpio being the crisis energies. A hundred percent. The crisis energies. Okay. And I was like, wow. And then, you know, Scorpio is kind of like the pinnacle of the crisis. Um, and that makes, that's it, right. It's so related to anybody I read for that has a Scorpio South node, um, a Scorpio moon, (laughs) you know, these energies has, has come from these lives of like, I call it the witch wound, or we can call it like the ostracized wound, or, you know, there's pain that has come over from that signature. Ah, and you know what? It's, it was so liberating to realize that, that thank you for bringing that word because it was that I was like, why I am addicted to, this crisis, this, and like, I realized also, I am very good at handling crises. Yeah. Oh yeah. One that if, whenever there was like something happened, I was like, I felt so like, so in charge and that energy really comfortable in it. But I was like, that's so weird. Like, I was like, what is that? You know? Um, and I didn't realize that I was kind of sort of seeking that out, you know, or, or creating it in, in little ways, you know, 
um, just to feel safe, just to feel comfortable, because it's it's kind of like the South Node to me is like the moon on steroids. <laughs> like it's exactly like, what I think. Our comfort and that, they, but it's like it's more than that. It's it's the it's the terrain that we are most comfortable in. Yeah. yeah. And think about your terrain, your comfort terrain being crisis, right? Um, so that's crazy to think about. One, Yeah. I want to say one thing just not to forget, but like somebody may be listening and have that as their North node. Mm-hmm. And that's why I want to say that, you know, um, again, there's no good or bad in this. Yeah, I, yes. I'll get into the good of the Scorpio South node, but like, what if it's your North node, right? Um, that, that is what you're here for, but it, it doesn't necessarily have to be painful. No, it doesn't have to be crisis. Yeah, right. Right. And like, <laughs> that's the low. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. And so, um, a big part of it is kind of like that, that conscious, alchemization of the energy and, and recognizing like, this is about your personal growth journey. So like, if you're coming from that energy, that means that that's an evolutionary, that's the evolutionary direction you're going in. But if you're headed toward that energy, then you're actually evolving that energy forward. Mm -hmm. So I just want to mention that because I don't want to, you know, throw shade. No, no scaring. (laughs) No scaring anyone. Like that. We love Scorpios here. Yeah. And my partner has his North node in Scorpio. We're exact opposite. So it's amazing to, it is. Yeah. That's a whole okay. Nother- I love that. I love that. We're, cause, and we're going to do guys for you listening. We have a sister episode coming in, coming on Daphne's podcast, all about the North node. And so you're going to see like where that, um, that swap happens. So it's yes. going to be so juicy to understand the highs and the lows. And right now talking about the lows, it's so it's important to claim our lows, but also know that every sign has a high octave, low octave, and we get to choose which one we operate in. Yes. Yes. I love that. And so Vika, what, what's your South node kind of revelation? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. So, um, my South node, and then this year, um, I'm leaning into my whole science chart because as most of my listeners know, and you know, my birth time was off by 30 minutes. So I always thought, you know, that, that 30 minutes put my, um, in whole signs, put my, south node in the 10th house now i'm leaning this year into my whole signs moving it's moved into the 11th house this year so i'm leaning into this um so that would make my leo south node in the 11th house conjunct my moon my midheaven and my jupiter and a whole bunch of asteroids so guys i got all the leo energy (laughs) so my south node was like an absolute revelation when I first started learning about it. Um, some of the listeners will know when I first learned about it, an ex of mine in like 2013 or 14 gave me a book called Astrology for the Soul. If you haven't read it, oh my God, I love this book so much. Um, and he was like, it was just like, he was turned to this, this chapter, this is you. Um, and I read this damn book sitting there like who the hell has been following me around for, I guess at that point, 23, 24 years of my life and just documenting everything that's ever happened to me that hurt like hell. Like, Mm. man, it was like reading all my pain points, just, just Mm. one after the other. And I remember just feeling so seen for the first time in my life where I was just, 
grounded into my wounds in like a really open and expansive way where I was just like, damn, that's why. So with my self node, whether you put it in the 10th house in Placidus or you put it in the 11th house in whole signs was such a big journey around my need for approval from out like external sources my whole life like I wanted to be a singer from the age of being able to speak basically I used to I was obsessed with Leanne Rhymes, and I remember looking at my mom she t- tells the story constantly I was like four years old and I'm watching Leanne Rhymes on the tv and they were saying no I must have been six because uh Leanne Rhymes was like yeah I started singing lessons at four years old and I looked at my mom apparently and I was like I'm late. Like, I was like, I'm late and it's your fault. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, what? I was like, I am two years behind and it is your fault, woman. Um, So So, I wanted to be a singer. A super random, just Leanne Rhymes. It's so funny because she, she was following me. I don't know if she still does, but it was like the funniest thing. Cause I used to like get these notifications that, that Leanne rhymes, like my post. And I was just like, that's so random. So and I used random. to like tell my sister all the time. And I'm just like, that's so funny. <laughs> I love that so much because Maybe Leanne rhymes. Right. Like what are the chances? What are the chances? I can see her vibing with she astrology. Appreciates the astrology. 100%. So with Leanne rhymes, I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to be a songwriter. I was in musicals. I was in Broadway. I was always in drama camp. Um, any play I could get my fingers on, like, like I was in it, I was in the choir. I was in all those things, but I was always second best, never the lead, always second best my whole life. And I was always chasing that like spotlight, right? I always wanted to be seen as the greatest. Now, one thing I'll say about myself note as well is I was never willing to put in the work that the lead was doing. I just wanted to be seen as being great in my pure laziness. Wow. My pure Leo, like I'm just great as I am. I'm not going to study or yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do vocal coaching. Like, who do you think you are? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm already so good. You guys should just see it. Right. Um, so I was always second best. I was always looking for external validation. I wanted to be famous and uh, you know, I don't even know if there was like a truth of why I wanted to other than that astrological feeling of like, I've done this before. And when I tap into my past lives, yeah, my comfort zone, my comfort zone, I know one of my past lives, I was, you know, one, a, a very prominent king or like czar, we'll use the Russian term. Um, I know that past life I've had very, 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 um, very intense you know, regressions into that life. I can feel since I was a kid, like that was princess vibes. Everyone's called me a princess my whole life. I, my husband still calls me a princess. Like he calls me a queen too. But, um, so these energies were always around and I was always suffering from Mm -hmm. my need to be seen and the feeling like I wasn't seen as great as everyone. That was like your story. It was so intense, like the validation, the seeking of others, never trusting myself to just be who I was. I would like, you know, 
become something else to be seen as great. Um, definitely like the laziness came through my Leo energy. She does like to lounge. Um, but you know, there was so much pain around not being great and wanting to be great so badly. And I was not humble. Like, let's just say I was not humble about this. And so when I read that damn book, I learned my North node, everything was like, I've been chasing the wrong, like snake. I don't even know if that's yeah. a good analogy, but like the wrong thing I've been chasing the opposite. Yes. The snake is perfect actually. Cause the, yeah. um, yes. and Ro- Ro- yes. and Q, is that what it's called? Dragon's head and the dragon's tail. Yes. yes. I was chasing the wrong end of the, the dragon. Oh my God. That is... And it was pain. It was so painful. Right. Yes. And in the 11th house or the 10th house, that's like, that's people seeing me, right. My, let's like my legacy or my, com- it was always in the community always. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then leaning into like, I need to stop chasing the outside mm-hmm. and start, you know, living from those high Leo octaves, which we'll talk about changed. Absolutely. Every now I radiate, everyone knows I radiate Leo. Yeah. And I love it. And it's yeah. funny too, because my whole life as a Virgo son and Virgo, I do have Virgo stellium, but I'd always be like, I feel like a Leo Yeah, my whole life. I feel like a Leo. Right? See, that's the thing is like, you'll actually resonate so much with your South node energy so um, and you'll, you'll connect well with those with it too. Oh um, yeah. Depending, you know, depending on how you're expressing it and all that, but that is a really good point. Yeah. That's a great point. And it's like a theme in life, right? Would you say it's more of like an oh, like yeah. arching theme? Yeah, it's part of my theme too. I and mean, if we think about the swap of mine, I've got the Leo Aquarius, Aquarius Leo. So like I'm doing my North node in the Leo house and my South node in the Aquarius house. So it's like, I can't ignore either of them. And, and I think when we see that, you know, um, the, the double up of the energies, um, it's like just a very clear sort of, Okay, like this is energy <laughs> we're working with. It's it's no no way around it. So it's a very potent form of um this, you know, this alchemization that's going on. So I love that. And I guess we could say just, you know, from both of ours, like um, you know, the pain that we both felt and that maybe, you know, anyone listening can kind of like resonate with, like is like a really clear indicator of, um, you know, sort of living under your South node, um, in a, in an, under the veil of your South node, if we want to say it is, is pain and recurring and very pattern. Like, like you were saying, you know, is the same thing, just different situations. Um, for me too, I, as I, as you were speaking as well, I realized like for me, betrayal was like the theme for me, for you, it was like maybe failure or like not being oh, yeah. great enough for me. It was like betrayal, like, and when, and you, you mentioned the regressions which I think are so, so freaking awesome, but like my regression that I did, and, you know, we both have the, um, fifth house, um, piece so like and the the leo piece but for me i did a regression um several it was after uh it was i don't know how many years ago but i was still living in new york i remember doing this regression and i blatant i saw myself being beheaded by my husband 
And I was a queen. He was a king. Similar thing. My mom always in real life, my mom always told me that she was the descendant of King David um, through her mother's side, because there was like a couple of um, family names that like they literally were able to link back. So I also grew up hearing that and like and these little things, I'm, I'm mentioning it because it's like you can pick up on these clues from your childhood, from your, um, you know, what's your, what was your narrative? What were the stories? What were the nicknames? What were the things in your life? Because those are important clues and they, and they shape who we are. You know, there's a reason for that. And again, I think like we both had that experience where we were like, okay, like, you know, I'm, I'm coming from, from that energy and what is it asking me now? You know, like, how am I supposed to channel it now? Because I'm clearly not royalty in this, you know, but there's a reason for that. And how do I like own it in a way that, um, that serves me rather than makes me feel like, you know, not good about myself or whatever it may be. So I just love oh that. You're giving me so many breakthroughs too around just like the 11th house for a second. Cause this is a new exploration for me, even though Aquarius is my North node, it's like how, um, this is current, current, how I really believe like society's fucked. Like, I'm like, we're fucked guys. And I'm like, are we really doing this again? And this rebellious nature I've always had in me. I was always in this. I was always in the principal's office. I was getting suspended constantly because I have oh. issues with authority. Leo is authority. Aquarius is authority, right? It's the oh. different authorities, but I have issues with authority. I was always in trouble, always like, you know, rebelling against the system, uh, always the revolutionary, and punk it's, punk I was a punk rock. I was goth. I was goth. I was punk. I was all of it. I was like, I was at one point, um, I was really into insane clown posse too. So there was like the juggalette thing. Okay. So I was that like anything. They were a little, they were a little extreme for me, but I was, oh my God, I, I listened. Sometimes I've listened recently and I'm like, wow, like I was right into this and it is insane and like violent and right. wow. <laughs> but like, I was always there for anything that was out of the norm and I'm seeing it now even more play up like where I'm like yeah if it was out of the norm I was going there intentionally to disrupt very Uranus of me like so I'm making so many downloads right now it literally yeah like you can you can see the little those little details but like that is like who you were right that was like the it affected the choices that you made you know and everything and like um but it's just fascinating because like you know to not to like put judgment on it for yourself or anything but it's like what was that healthy was that coming from you know uh from like my truth or you know never never it was it was always to receive some sort of external whether it was validation or external response right and like to kind of feed or sustain that feeling of the south node where yeah. it's like addiction almost you know the like drama yeah yeah <laughs> the drama okay this is friggin' fascinating guys so I hope you guys listening are thinking about your south node for a second here and just like kind of wondering and examining and 
Daphne and I got something juicy coming up our sleeves here to do some magic (laughs) with you guys, but let's talk about like the highs that you've learned from being a Scorpio South node fifth house. Yes. Okay. So, um, there's, there's a lot, you know, once I, once I was able to really kind of make peace, like, like we're saying, you know, and recognize how, wow, this is really, um, this is really very obviously, you know, what I've been, um, kind of sustaining over, over time and how it wasn't really serving or whatever. Only then was I able to really start to receive the gifts and to leverage the gifts in a way that, that actually do serve me. So I think that that's just like an, an interesting thing to like, look at like how I think it, it is a little like a bit of a sequence in that, in that sense, like, um, and I just realized, okay, like recreating these scenarios, right. Of the crisis. Right. So it's like this question of like, what am I here for? Right. Like, am I here for the chaos and the drama? And I had to really decide like, no, (laughs) you know, and really kind of put that to rest and just be like, thank you. Like, I don't want that anymore. Um, and then I, I really started to, um, especially within the context of like my work, I think what it really lent itself, that was like the easiest place for me to kind of just start to, um, lean more into the higher octaves of Scorpio energy. And I really, it was very intentional. I remember like literally like writing this journaling on it and being like, what, what are these gifts, you know? Um, because it does have a different quality than let's say like the other gifts that we have. Um, and it takes some digging, it takes some alchemy, it takes some intention, right? Where like, as in like, for example, if I was talking about like my son gifts, like that just kind of happens, like it just shines, you know? And it's like, I don't really have to try. Um, I feel like the South node gifts are more, and maybe it's cause for me, like Scorpio was like, you know, it's just like a little bit, um, it is alchemy. Right. So it's like, not to say that Scorpio doesn't have amazing gifts. It was just my experience of it, but, um, I feel like the quality is a little different and maybe you resonate. Um, So, so for me, I just started to really um, notice like how my investigative skills, you know, right. Like those things, um, my, my ability to like go really, really deep and um, to like not be afraid of darkness. Right. Like I, I, I remember very specifically um, having a, major breakthrough around, I used to have these dreams all throughout my childhood. I I think I must've told you about this, but I had had these really scary nightmares for all my, my whole, and they would, they were intensifying. Um, and they were like, uh, basically it was always the same dream. It was like this demon, (laughs) these demons of some sort was always one. And it was like a very, very scary figure that was like terrifying, like it, sort of zombie-ish, but like more like just really scary, trying to break through a door. And I was on the other side of the door and I had to keep the door closed. 
And then I would usually in the dream, um, have to say like some kind of prayers and incantations and like yell and scream and like, and then either like keep them behind the door or they would then go to like the light. I don't know. It was so intense. And actually I read in a book somewhere that like, if you don't want those dreams anymore, like you can just simply ask for them to stop. And I did, and they actually stopped. And I, I didn't really have them every now and then I'll have one, but like it was, but I, I remember like grappling with that. And I was like, realized that that probably had something to do with like my Scorpio South node, because, um, you know, it felt very much like underworld, like dealing with these sort of very dark, energies and then like transmuting it and stuff like that and that was like a huge part of my life like it wasn't just like I had these dreams like I would wake up like terrified I didn't really talk about it to anybody because I was just you know a teenager living my life (laughs) um and it was just something I was just you know that, that I thought was like you know just not normal but like just something I lived with but it did affect me and so I was like what the hell like why am I like, it's just not fun. I don't like it. It's scary. Um, but once it clicked, I was like, okay, maybe part of my South Node gift is like the ability to like, you know, connect with souls that are like needing to, you know, <laughs> like be escorted to like wherever they're going. And it was like a very deep thing. And I started to explore, um, you know, the concept of like a psychopomp, which is that, you know, um, and shamanism. And so that did lead me to the shamanic piece of astrology. And it did lead me into like doing deeper levels of like energy work. Um, and just, just sort of having like more than anything, I don't, I don't necessarily want to work in those realms. And I don't feel that that's like truly my calling, but it's more like, this piece I felt and this almost like like sense of like wow okay like uh like an appreciation that that's something that I can do and be with and not be scared and not like you know run from even though I was scared, you know, but I still was doing it all the time. (laughs) But like, you know, just to be able to access that and like go about my life, you know? And so again, I, I don't deal in those things and I, I don't feel that it's part of my work now as much, but, um, it's, it's really allowed me to have like this kind of appreciation that I could, you know? And, and like, I think that goes into like some, some confidence and some, something inside of me that, um, feels like I have, like a medicine that like when needed or if needed, I can like draw upon. Um, so that, that to me is like a big part of it, like for the, the Scorpio. Um, also I'm totally leaning, like leaning into this more now, you know, this is totally like, if I, I I feel like if we accomplish our, our North node mission, like we're pretty much like, you know, we've, we've completed what we need to do here. So we're all still working on this all the time. As long as you're living on this plane, you're working on it. Um, but I also have Saturn in my fifth. Um, so there's like this hard energy there for me around like 
being more spontaneous, letting things be more fun, you know, um, and I'm learning now more like how to bring that fifth house, you know, in and, and, um, there's like a mastery piece that I'm getting really curious about. Like, what is it? Is it like, I don't know. Is it dance? Is it art? Something is starting to really brew for me around like something in the fifth house that is um, going to be like really, really powerful for me. This is just very new. Um, so, so we'll see, you know, I've always felt like I wanted to go do acting classes, um, since moving to Sedona, I've had like more opportunities to be involved in like music and entertainment stuff. I'll, we'll talk about that, but, um, yeah, I think it's just this feeling of like in my work, you know, I, I can hold space for the really deep, dark stuff and not have to necessarily go into it for myself anymore, if unless like I really feel like I need to, um, but just to, to hold the space for it and to help others like navigate that realm. I love that so much. Scorpio. Yeah. Scorpio, it's deep. <laughs> it's deep, it's messy, but it's beautiful. So messy. So messy. And like, I love what you said, the, the psychopomp energy is one of my favorite um, energies. I'm almost everyone I work with, I would say 90% of the souls I work mm -hmm. with have what I call is like a psychopomp energy, which is either Pluto, Mercury aspects, uh, Mercury in the eighth house or a Scorpio, uh, Pluto, there's, or sorry, Scorpio, Mercury. Um, there's some other ones too, that link to, but like, I, feel like 90% of my clients have this like psychopomp energy and the ability to get like get information from the underworld right mm -hmm. and yours in the fifth house is just so it's like a creative force but Saturn being there too oh my goodness there's so much work yeah. there there is there is <laughs> and like I just also you know the healing piece as well like with any of the other things oh, like I'm, yeah. I'm like I know that like I'm meant to channel that into like healing and it I think it's like for of myself like mm -hmm. a lot and like my kids you know mm. um, I'm just leaning more and more into that like you know that. and like doing my herbs and so um that's my my take you know on really yeah. elevating the south node energy and I'm sure there's so many, I know I have a ton of people listening that have their Scorpio South node and like you guys are all in your return right now. Yeah. Like, please. I wish there was a comment. If there's a way to comment, like, I want to hear like, what are you doing with your Scorpio? Yeah. yeah. If you're listening or watching on YouTube, yeah. please comment like what's going on with your, your literal nodal return right now. So not surprised that you're having all that stuff come up. So, and it's like, it's like a new chapter of it, you know? Like, what are we doing with this energy now, you know? And um, it's just, it's a, it's really fascinating. You know, you can really read energies and, and there's such a fine line, you know, between how you're going to use that energy. And um, yeah. mm, I love it. <laughs> okay. So that is like just a beautiful example of how, and like, it's going to be different for all of us. Right. Um, but just an example of how we can like elevate that energy and realize it is a mastery and it is something to bring along with you and you can like dive into it when you need it. And 
it. Yeah. And not over nurture it, but nurture it in a healthy way. Yeah, totally. Mm. So how about you? What, what's been your, I'm, I'm really curious, like how, well, yeah, just tell me everything. (laughs) Okay. So for me with learning this, it was like a big journey of understanding what is like the high of Leo. What is like a high Leo look like? And because it's also my moon, midheaven and Jupiter, I was like, okay, shit. Like I can't hide this. Like I literally wear my heart on my sleeve. Okay. Moon and like Leo is the heart. Like I literally like wear my heart on my sleeve. I wear my emotions on my sleeve. There's no, like I'm feeling it. They're picking it up. So I had to come to terms with that. That was huge. And like the South note again, like I can't, I had to be like, okay, there are everyone's seeing this. Okay. So I'm on a little bit of display in this life, which is super interesting because a lot of me wants to hermit. Okay. All my Virgo energy and like in, um, human design, I'm a six, two manifester. So like I've got big hermit vibes, but like, there's a lot of me on display. And so I had to think I about love that. I love that. Like juxtaposition with you. I just love it. The Virgo and Leo, they're constantly in a battle. You know what I, Like, it's like, and it's, it's, I know that it's a battle, but it's like, I love that about you. Like it's you. so, I can, I, I just feel like I see how you can be more introverted, but then also, you know, like you're, and I love it because you get both. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad because like, it's not the easiest thing in the world, but I'm glad I can kind of bring it into like a beautiful place because they are always fighting it out. Um, mm-hmm. So when I really leaned into how much I over leaned into my Leo shadow and woke up to that. And I was like, okay, I see where I operate from like a very, very like low Leo energy, especially when I get angry. Um, and when I feel like my emotions have been violated, like mm. I was reading in one of my favorite author, you introduced me to her, Judy Hall. Um, so the Kate Hades moon, I don't I think it was the book karmic connections or, or karmic journey. I don't know one of her books. Um, and she spoke about like the Leo South node being very, very, <laughs> very much, uh, linked to emotional manipulation. And I was like, Oh boy, that's been yeah. one for me. Um, and then there was something else I read in, it's called the shamanic astrology handbook. I don't know if you've read it. I think maybe it was you that suggested it years ago. And he was talking about Jupiter specifically, but he mentioned Leo and the job of Jupiter and Leo being radical self-love mm. that those words literally now live in my brain rent-free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Radical mm-hmm. self-love. And I was like, ah. okay. So that is like my guidepost, I guess, for knowing if I'm in my mastery or not knowing that I I, I did bring myself note in with my midheaven. So it is part of my work here. So when I'm reading all these things being like your south node, like we're getting rid of it. I'm like, but that's part of my work here. It's like all this life, like lives of mastery around radical self-love and confidence and power and authority and how I'm supposed to do that for my people in this world. And it's part of my legacy, right? Mm-hmm. I'm meant to shine but I also have to be aware of those lows. So really like using that as my guidepost to say, okay, am I operating from my heart? 
Mm. Am I operating from love? Am I operating from not making my, like, I'm always making myself shine. That's part of my work, but like, am I making others shine, right? Especially if you move it into the 11th house, am I helping the collective shine brighter? Um, and I was reading actually something the other day that spoke so deeply to me about Leo. It was in the book. I don't have it around here. It's like, um, astrology, karma and transformation, I think by Stephen around yeah. Arroyo. Yeah, something like that. And he was talking about this one section of Leo and the sun being all about becoming something. And I was like, oh, like it hit me right in the heart. And I was like, it is about becoming something. The sun wants to become something. Leo wants to become something. And he was talking about how like a Leo will never stop. They have to become what they set out to become, whether it's for a moment, you know, in a role or it's hey, like, whatever it is, I have to become. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I'm like leaning into the highest of mine, I'm like, I am becoming something. It is part of my sacred work to become something. And then of course I funnel that through to my Aquarius energy, but the high of me is, am I leading from the heart? Am I becoming what I came here to become? And am I operating from like my internal sacred authority and adding to that, am I seeking external validation? Because when I question that, right, I had a day yesterday where I wanted to blow my business up. This happens all the time, guys. It's just part of my signature. It's fine. I wanted to blow it up. And my husband said something to me what did he say? He said, why do you want to blow your business up today? I'm like, because I didn't, I didn't make any money today. I said, no, I didn't get any recognition today. And he looked at me and he goes, Oh, he's like, so this is about your recognition. And I looked at him and I was like, Oh, I just saw me South node so hard right there. And I linked myself to, wow, I have bad days when I don't feel like I got the praise from the external source that I'm succeeding. Hmm. So when I come back to, and he grounded me in that moment, I was like, good job. Like, wow. (laughs) Um, And I looked at it and I was like, you're fine. fine. Are you doing your sacred work? Yes. Am I loving and operating from my heart? Yes. Am I lifting my people up and inspiring them and helping them to be the greatest version of themselves? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're good. We're in the high of our South node. We can move forward. And that's where I found myself. That's beautiful. What an amazing, like, embodiment of this, of this, and just showing, like, really good example of showing how in the moment you can catch yourself kind of getting sucked into that power. It's like this undertow of the South Mm -hmm. Code that can feel so real, so, so just, like, legit right and we can just get lost in it and it's very very easy it's very sneaky some we always right the sneaky south node that can just really um have us you know just going back into you know taking 10 steps back which sometimes is okay like it's okay sometimes it's needed um, it's right. needed but but there's a lot of unnecessary kind of damage that can, that we can avoid, right? Oh, and pain, like you just yeah. describe pain, basically. Pain, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and like I do catch myself in these moments. I've ha- caught myself before saying to my husband in one of my dramatic fits, where <laughs> I'm like, "You chose to love a Leo. Like this is what you get." And I'm like, and he looks at me and he was like, "If I said that to you, what would you say back?" And I'm like, 
shit. Like, (laughs) yeah, I see it. I see it. Like, I see it. Thank you for the mirror. (laughs) You know what? Thank you for saying that too, because I really find the relationships have so much to do with the nodes and like, regardless of the placement, I feel like, and relationships are, of course, they're a mirror of everything, but like, I really feel like the partners and the people that are closest to us are like, go that's where we'll like see it and they can really help us see it like it reminds me of a very (laughs) this is such an astrologer moment but like um one of my exes like one of my partners that I was with um his south node was Capricorn north of course being cancer and I once like I totally used it to like (laughs) just put him back in his place like he did something that was like extremely Capricorn-y, like totally not considering anybody, like, you know, shadow Capricorn, um, like just super self, you know, oriented and like, um, like the, you know, the goat on the top of it, like not really nurturing. And I was like, what's your North node again? <laughs> it was just like, and it was just in, like, in one word, I was just able to like, be like, dude, like what? is that you know and it's and it's not about the signs it's totally not it's just about those patterns and the areas in which we tend to kind of fuck up a little bit over and over and and like not only cause pain on ourselves but oftentimes to others because again I think the whole message is like that's not what we're here for really you know mm-hmm. um so I just I think it's so funny how good job no, I love that because I call yeah. my husband out all the time. Um, he has a Sagittarius South Node, and all the time I'll be like, "You're so righteous," and I'll look at him and be like, "You're such a Sagittarius South Node," and he's like, "Stop it!" And I'm like, "But you are." I'm like, "Okay, dogma." Like, <laughs> I'll use it all the time. And it, you know what? It's a. I think it like in a loving way, it's like such a good thing to do for those that we love just to remind them. Yeah. And that's you know, whether big you it astrologically or not, but like you can, we can help each other. Like, just remember like, Hey, you know, Hey, we're not here for that. Like, I know that's me being like, Hey, open your mind. Things aren't black and white. Like, Hey, get more curious. <laughs> I'm always like, maybe there's another um, viewpoint here we could explore. Absolutely. I love it. I love it help your friends <laughs> literally be there be their mirror for them yeah I okay this is amazing mm-hmm. so okay we said everything we want to say about the south now do we feel good I feel great I feel like one like the most important message that I could put out there into the world is like just get to know that placement explore it like get get your hands on some good books like Vika, you mentioned some amazing ones um I I think the most important thing with like learning about it is like you said staying open practicing discernment like find those keywords you know like you said for you like the radical self-love like those things that really pop are often the thing you need and then you don't even need much more you know um I think past life regressions are so powerful to do with South Node. Um, And I I just can't wait to hear, you know, like more about others' revelations and how they've become like more um, like 
friendly with their friends. <laughs> mm, yes. But you know, if there's like one question is like, what, what do I want to take with me? Like, what is the gift mm-hmm. that I want to bring? I think that's like a beautiful thing to like sit with. And, and again, this can take ages. Yeah, it could take, it could take the whole life, the whole yeah. life. Like you could be on your deathbed being like, oh, yeah. there it is. But I love that giving like one prompt of a question around yeah. like, yeah, what is the gift of your South Node for everyone listening? What's your gift? Like, um, and you might not know it yet. You might not have that information um, downloaded, processed, acknowledged yet. And that's okay. But like, listen with it, sit with it, um, feel it. Yeah. I love it. Mm, okay. This is so good. Yeah. So, so like Vika mentioned, we're going to have a sister episode, um, channeling that Gemini energy, <laughs> that Mars Gemini energy. Um, and in that one, we're going to share kind of like the part two of this, like how our South node journeys and experience and awareness, um, has, worked together with the north node like for me I really anchored more into my north um to kind of get out of that that cycle um and I, I can't wait because that to me is that's like my favorite thing the north node um and just head over to my podcast you'll be able to listen to part two of this there and Vika what's your north node I mean we spoke about it a lot but if you just want to mention it one more time yeah north node Aquarius in the fifth house yes so I can't wait to dive into that and and for me it's the Taurus and the 11th which I just honestly sometimes I'm like I want my entire work to just be around Taurus north node people (laughs) I get it (laughs) And then like, yeah, maybe that is part of it, but, um, can't wait to share that. Yeah. So, okay, guys go listen to the second episode. If you want that missing link to the, like the, I mix, I'm mixing metaphors here. I was going to say the missing link to the pizza pie, like the other piece of the pie, (laughs) go listen to it over there and you'll have that other half of the, the conversation which is, which is to me, the whole point. Yeah. Yeah. It's (laughs) both. It's the polarity. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, sometimes you might find, like, you know how, like, what was that funny thing? I think, I don't know. It was one of the, like, maybe Austin Powers. It was like the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. Right. I don't know what that's from, but my stepdad's always says it. I say it all the time because like, I feel like sometimes it's just a matter of shifting. Like maybe mm. you're living with the emphasis on the South node, but we just want to simply shift it, tip it towards North. And that in and of itself will, in it will just naturally balance out and like heal a lot of the South node stuff because you can't be, you can't really be living too much in the South if you are focusing on the North. hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. And then just taking that mastery and like finagling it in. I <laughs> love that. Okay. Daphna, thank you so much for this. Thank you for having me on and sharing so much about your story. I love it. Ditto. Ditto. And I'll put in for the show notes or put in the show notes, guys, everything you need. So I'll link that sister podcast um, and any information you might need to find Daphna, find her work if you haven't already. And you know what? I'll throw in our first episode together too. So you can kind of understand 
what what is what's Daphne all about? You guys know me, so discover her magic too. So thank you guys so much for listening, and we will connect in on the next episode. So guys, we have a really exciting announcement slash surprise that we have been, you know, gestating and I guess sitting on an egg for a while now. Um, that Daphna and I are going to be offering a beautiful program uh, in Pisces season where you'll get the opportunity to work with us one-on-one in a very intimate and juicy container. Daphna, do you want to share more about it? Yes. Yeah. So like if you were sitting there listening to these episodes and feeling like that inner, just knowing, right, that like it's time for you to really understand your South node more and make peace with it. And, and also lean deeper into your North node, then this is for you. That's literally who it's for. And, um, it's going to be so fun because we're sharing, right? So Vika is going to take the lead with South node and I'm going to take the lead on the North node. And yet we'll both be holding the space and sharing and, um, you know, facilitating, this amazing transformation and awakening for your specific code. So we're purposefully going to keep it small and intimate for that reason. And like Vika said, it's um, gonna be this Pisces season. So what we did was we went ahead and created a little wait list so that you can sign up and let us know that you're interested and that this is something that is speaking to you so that you'll be the first to get the details. We have special pricing. We wanna make it as accessible as possible. So, um, you know, go ahead and drop your name and email in there if this is something that you would love to learn more about and take part in with us. Yeah. And this is going to be such a juicy discovery into, uh, well, I think you, you can see at this point for both of us has been a life-changing discovery in our astrology. Um, and I think we can both confidently say one of the most impactful shifts either of us have ever made, um, in aligning ourselves to our true essence. Totally. And even just since recording the other day, like I was really reflecting and I was like, wow, you know, like what, what would I do without this? And I'm so grateful to have it because like we were saying, you know, there's so many moments in life where you just don't know, you know, and, and the nodes are really there to help us always come back on track and, and know that we're moving forward in the direction that we're meant to. So yeah, 100%. <laughs> I can't wait, I can't wait to see who comes in and, yeah. and we are, I don't know if you want to mention that we're, we are specifically doing Canadian. <laughs> yes, it will be in Canadian dollars. Yeah. We want to keep it real and we want to make sure that, you know, it's, it's there and, and available to you because we so deeply believe in this work and uh, can't wait to like make this magic together and explore past, present, future. Do we want to say the name? We can say the name. Absolutely. So it's called the gift. Um, and that that came through strong because it's like you are a gift, right? So we're each a gift to the world. And I always like to share that little story around how I was dancing around the fire one one summer at the Women's Herbal Conference. And um, that message just came through so clear. And I knew it was like from the goddess. And she was like, your gifts are not yours to hide from the world. Mm-hmm. And 
that's what this is about. I feel like you are the gift, past, present, future, the present, right? We want to bring it all into the now and, and give you those tools to, again, like really hold yourself and support yourself in your evolution together. Like what could be more fun? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm so yeah. excited. to. Do I love it. this. It's going to be really juicy. It's going to be a six week container with us. Like we said, very intimate, um, not a one-to-one, but you will get lots of that intimate, almost one-to-one feeling in the process because we will be very focused on your particular codes and how the evolution of your soul is you know, happening here on earth, uh, and really, really realigning you guys into your true North or that shining star, as I call it. And tapping into your sacred magic through the mastery and, you know, that future point. So we're going to have a few payment plans available. Like we said, we're making it in Canadian dollars because we understand, especially here in Canada, how hard it is that us currency exchange is absolutely astronomical. So for my Canadians out there, I promise this is not going to be in us dollars for my us people out there. A little bonus for you. because That's a little bit of a a shift, but we're going to make this super accessible for you guys to join in and be able to do this work with us in the capacity that you need at this moment. So if you want to get in and, you know, get on that wait list, we are, like I said, taking a limited amount of people because we do not want to overfill this container. Um, we want to overfill it with not love, not too many people. Um, so if you want to get on that wait list, it's going to be in the show notes, whether you're on the podcast or you're watching on YouTube. So you can drop your name in there and it's going to be first come first serve early bird pricing, all that good stuff. So Daphne, is there anything I missed in there? Nope. You nailed it. Got it. Okay. <laughs> so, so excited to just be leading with you and, and really just in that circle, right? Like it's, it's just about holding the space to allow for each sister who enters in with us to, you know, find their own um, interpretation, right. Of their North node and, and giving, you know, whatever we can to, to facilitate that, but each, each one will have their own channeled experience. And I can't wait. I'm so excited. Ditto. It's going to be beautiful. So thank you, my loves, and we will see you inside the gift.